guys, welcome back everybody to Every Week English with Josh Golson. Um, if you'd like an English lesson, please feel free to reach out to me on everyweekenglish at outlook.com or check out my website at everyweekenglish.tilde.ws. Um, and this week we're talking about transportation, so all things cars, that sort of stuff. Um, and the idioms for this week are to not see the wood for the trees, uh, which means to be involved in really small details so that you don't actually see the whole general fact. Um, to lose your marbles, right, which means to go crazy. Uh, so you would say, I've lost my marbles, right, I'm going crazy. And straight from the horse's mouth. Um, it's very similar to the other idiom, which is out of the mouth of babes. Uh, babes, of course, is um, children, and it's just um, the truth, right? Unadulterated facts, right? Unadulterated means um, the God's honest truth, right? Uh, and that's what it means. Uh, same with straight from the horse's mouth. It's um, the truth from somebody who is actively involved in whatever you're discussing, right? Uh, and those are the idioms of the week. Now, on to some of the vocab for the week. That is um, coach, right? A coach is like a luxury bus. bus. Um, a coach is also a train wagon, right? So um, normally trains have like, let's say, 10 wagons. And then, or 10 coaches, you can also call it. Um, Likewise, a coach used to be a horse-drawn coach, right? So you'd have two horses that pull along a carriage, right? And you could call that a coach. Also, a coach is someone who teaches players how to play a game, right? And um, it's a verb as well as a noun. So a coach coaches in a coach, right? You can even make a sentence like that. So it's um. A sports trainer is teaching players how to play inside of a train wagon. A coach coaches in a coach or inside of a luxury bus. Um, then, of course, there is a ferry. A ferry is a boat that can carry cars, carries people from one side of a body of water to the other. So, for example, between uh, Latvia and Sweden, there is a ferry. Right. And so you hop on, on at Latvia, you go over the White Sea. Um, sorry, not the White Sea, the Baltic Sea. And um, yeah, get over to Sweden and vice versa. Hop on at Sweden, go over, get over to Latvia. Uh, next, we have a lorry or in American English, it's a truck. Um, you can also call it a big rig right, or a long haul truck. And you would call somebody who um, drives it a trucker or a long-haul truck driver, right? or just a truck driver. Um, long-haul means far away, big distances. You can go on long-haul flights as well. Uh, so these carry goods right, to various countries, um, quite far away places as well. Um, then we have a motorbike, motorcycle. right? So it's got two wheels. Uh, it's very similar to the next word, a scooter. A scooter has less power than a motorbike motorcycle, uh, typically. 
Um, then we've got uh, motorway, parkway, freeway, highway. Uh, those are all the same things. Um, it is a roadway uh, that goes a long distance. And normally it has uh, six lanes of traffic, uh, maybe more, maybe less, but typically people drive fast there. So like 75 kilometers an hour or um, 60 miles per hour or even higher. Uh, you can think of the Autobahn in Germany is a very famous example where there is no speed limit. You can go as fast as you would like. Um, then there's a tram or a trolley right? Um, um, it's the same thing, right? It's public transportation uh, that goes on a road alongside traffic. Uh, normally, it's connected with electricity, and that's how it moves. Uh, then you've got uh, what the British call the underground, the tube, or you can call it a subway or metro, which is public transportation underground, right? Um, likewise, in Chicago, they have it above ground, and they call it the L, because it stands for elevated, right? It's above ground. That one is just public transport. Lots of people get onto it. Normally, it's quite cheap. Um, quite often, they have bad reputations. In America, um, our metros are not very good. Like in New York, um, you know, I traveled to New York quite a bit to get back to D.C. Uh, from Russia during the pandemic. And um, yeah, when I was on there, you know, I saw a prostitute and uh, somebody was shooting up drugs. Like, you you know, the wagon smelled terrible and it cost me 10 bucks uh, to go from the airport to the train station. Um, so the New York subway is almost famous for being terrible. Uh, and the DC subway is almost famous for just being really slow. Um, yeah, I, when I was in high school, I went to DC a lot on the subway with my friends. And so first off, you have to drive from your house to the subway station or metro station. And then it, it would sometimes take up to 20 minutes or even longer to just wait for a metro train. And then it would take you about an hour after that uh, to get into D.C. It's pretty crazy. Um, and then the last one here is a van. A van is, uh, it's like a car, but it's got a lot more space. Um, typically, uh, it has like three rows of seating, um, or it could have just the passenger and a driver and an empty back. Uh, and then we would call it a moving van, right? Um, then going on to some compound nouns. These are things like um, car crash, cycle lane, parking ticket, or parking fine. Uh, you can always also call it that, right? That is a straf, um, Borowski. You've got um, pedestrian zone, petrol, or gas station, or benzene station. In America, gas is all the same. So you have gas to heat your home, gas to drive your car. Um, you have gas stoves also. Um, it's all based on context in the States. But, you know, other countries, they they have the different kind, you know, benzene versus petrol. And then in the States also, we have diesel, of course. 
So you either get um, gas or diesel, and you got some road work, uh, rush hour. Uh, so of course, rush hour is when everybody is leaving work to go home or leaving home to go to work. Uh, we call this the commute, right? And magically, as soon as you step outside of your home and you're headed to work, you become a commuter, right? Or magically, you know, once you get to work, you're a worker. And when you step outside of the office to head home, you become a commuter again. Uh, then it's things like seat belts, speed cameras, speed limits, which tell you how fast you can drive. Um, now we have taxi lanes, taxi stations, and the British often call it a taxi rink. That's just a place where taxis wait to pick you up, uh, often at an airport. Uh, then, of course, there's traffic lights. And uh, most places, they have red, yellow, green. Uh, I think most European countries and Asian countries, they count down. All right, so you're sitting at a light, and they have a timer. And it counts down until you can drive again, or it counts down until it turns red and you have to stop. Um, then we have a funny jam. So a jam is when something is broken. So I have a coffee machine. If my coffee machine jams, right, it means something is stuck, uh, it's not working, and it's broken. Um, likewise, jam is jelly. Um, it's sweet stuff, uh, like conserves, uh, conservatively. And uh, you put it on your toast, right? Uh, jelly. Uh, but there is also a traffic jam. So typically this happens during rush hour uh, when there's tons of cars on the road and the cars get stopped or when there is a car crash um, and again, it stops up the road. And then um, we've got a pedestrian crossing uh, or a zebra crossing as the British say and um, some Europeans call it as well. It's just the black and white lines that allow you to cross the street uh, legally. Right? Um, then we, we have some phrasal words to go along with that is to uh, set off or start off. That means to just start a journey. Um, and then we have pick up and drop off. So whenever you're using that between the two verbs, uh, between the verb and preposition, you need to add a pronoun or a name, right? Who are you picking up? Who are you dropping off? So you would ask somebody to pick me up at the airport. You would ask somebody to drop you off at the train station. Uh, hey, can you pick up? Um, if you're asking a question, then you don't need it. You can use the name at the end. For example, um, can you pick up Sunita at the airport? Uh, can you drop off your kids later in the afternoon? That sort of thing. Um, then we have things like uh, sat-nav or GPS. Um, and end up is where you are going and where you get out, right? Um, then you can run out of things, right? You can run out of gas. You can run out of food. It just means there is no more left. Um, likewise, there's look out, watch out, um, which means to be cautious, right? Um, to look around, be observant to your environment. 
Um, so lots of good vocab uh, today for transportation. Um, always a good subject. Now, as for transportation, um, most people, if you're working not online, right, you're going to use it. Um, either you're going to go to, you know, you'll be a commuter every day and it could take you anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour and a half. I'm very lucky in that um, I don't have a commute, right? Um, my workstation is in my bedroom and I just, I get up and I walk over, I open up the laptop. Uh, that is the whole commute, right? Um, and then hopping over to the grammar of this uh, episode is choosing between comparatives and superlatives. Um, and it is pretty sweet because for comparatives, you can literally compare anything, right? And typically it's only two things. So normally I have like a phone and a glass and I ask students like compare these two. And okay, the phone is uh, the phone is darker, right? So to form a comparative, just add er to the ending. Um, if it's got uh, one or two syllables, uh, if it has three or more, or it is an exception to the rule, you have to add more or less. Right? So for example, uh, this test was more difficult than the last test or um, this test is less difficult than the last test. So don't forget your thans when you're comparing. Um, likewise, you can say, you know, which city is more enjoyable, right? Which city is more fun? Um, and you can compare two cities, like let's take uh, Riga and Prague. Um, you know, I think Prague is more fun because it's a bigger city, right? There's more population, more things to do. And so you're always adding more to, to these, um, unless it's one syllable. Like, um, you know, uh, my wife is prettier than other, right? Or three syllables, right? Beautiful. So my wife is more beautiful than others. Um, or I am younger than most people I know, right? Uh, because it's one syllable, young. Um, and again, it's a really good thing to know. Um, and along with it, we have superlatives. Now, literally super, you know, the best or the worst. Um, and here, if you add an ER for the comparative, you're adding an EST instead. So prettiest. Um, if it is three syllables, you add most or least, right? Most beautiful, uh, least handsome, right? That sort of thing. Uh, so who is the tallest, right? Uh, what is the most expensive capital? Um, who is the best student? Um, that sort of thing as well. And as far as irregular comparatives and irregular superlatives, right, we've got um, good goes to better, bad goes to worse, far to further, farther, and then uh, good goes to best and bad to worst, right, and far goes to farthest, right, or furthest. Uh, no real difference in meaning there. 
Now, when we're using superlatives, it's often quite funny. I ask my students, like, who is the most, for the guy students, I ask, who is the most beautiful woman in the world, right? Because it's a gotcha, it's sort of a gotcha question. And I have only had one very funny older student who said, you know, Scarlett Johansson, right? Um, otherwise, the typical answer and that I have always heard is my wife, right? If they're married or my girlfriend, that sort of thing. Uh, and it was funny because I would ask the, the lady students in class, like, who is the most handsome man in the world? And probably half of the time, or even 75% of the time, uh, they would say like an actor, you know, George Clooney um, or Brad Pitt. Uh, and then the other 25% would say my husband. Uh, and that's why it was always very interesting uh, and quite funny. Um, yeah, it's just from a sociological perspective, it's like, what? Why did these people answer these things? And more often than not, the guys say my wife, and more often than not, the women say some actor out there. Um, yeah, it is quite funny. And then we often use superlatives with the present perfect ever, right? So like, what is the best book you have ever read? Uh, or what is the funniest book you have ever read? Well, the funniest I have ever read is uh, Candide by Voltaire. Right? Voltaire was a, a French uh, philosopher in the Age of Enlightenment, so around the 1700s. And um, it was a book about, Candide means optimism. So the philosophy was, um, this world is the best world out of all the other worlds that were created. So be happy no matter what, because only the best things can happen. And so this, the main character, his name is Candide, and he lives in a castle, and he had a professor who taught him this. And of course, the castle gets destroyed, it gets sacked, um, all of his family is killed. And he says, oh, it's okay, it's the best that could have happened. And then he gets taken into the Prussian army, and um, it, it was known for being a very strict army. And he didn't understand, like, he got drafted. And so he just walked away. And, of course, they caught him and they whipped him uh, a ton. Uh, and he said, ah, it's okay, it's the best, even though, you know, he's shouting out in pain, that sort of thing. And he, you know, he sails to Portugal. Uh, then uh, the Portuguese earthquake happens and uh, the city is destroyed, and the Inquisition comes in and starts trying everybody. Um, and he says, eh, it's all right. You know, quite quite a funny book. And likewise, um, there's a section where the Pope has a daughter, right? First off, it's Pope. He shouldn't have a daughter. But this daughter is caught in a castle in um, Turkey, or uh, part of Greece, and the Mohammedans come and siege it down, right? So attack it and uh, take it over. And then, so she is taken hostage. Then the Russians come along and the Russian army sieges it. And so the Turks are running out of food. And they say, why don't we eat these hostages, right? Because, you know, why not? We're running out of food. We don't need them. 
And one very wise imam says to the rest, let's not eat them. Instead, we will cut off one buttock, right? So at one part of their butt, uh, butt cheek, uh, cook it up and eat it. <laughs> and so they did. And so, um, yeah, they did that to all the ladies there, um, these prince, like princesses, basically. And right after they do that, the Russians storm in and kill them all. <laughs> right? And it's like, what? It's, it is pretty crazy. Uh, and then that lady becomes a character for the rest of the journey. Um, quite a funny book, uh, Candide by Voltaire. And it's very short. It's like 100 words, although it is quite high diction. So I do highly recommend it. Um, yeah, but as, as for, um, you know, some more transportation uh, questions, that sort of thing. Again, this is from the English file. Um, they like to throw in uh, debates here. So, for example, like people who drink and drive should lose their driving license for life, even if they did not cause an accident. I, so I would disagree with that. Um, I think if you made it home, okay, it's all, it's all right. Uh, I know laws are very, very strict over here in Russia and in Eastern Europe as well. So if you have even, I think it's 0.1 or 0.02% per, blood alcohol content, um, you lose your license. It's something like that. It's, it's very strict um, because they have a history of drinking a lot and a history of lots of accidents, you know, killing people. Um, in the States, we have what's called MAD, M-A-D-D, which is Moms Against Drunk Drivers. Uh, and so they really increase the laws against drunk driving in the States. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I know I have had my share of um, that sort of thing. But uh, it, it was quite funny when I was 19, I had what's called the sake chicken nugget trade uh, with my good friend, Jeff. And um, now Jeff was 21, of course, in the States, you need to be 21 to buy alcohol. And so I would buy Jeff chicken nuggets, and then he would buy me sake. <laughs> right. um, it was a pretty good trade. Um, and yeah, one time I was driving downtown for a date with um, actually pretty crazy the people you meet in these capital cities. Uh, it was a date with the daughter of Kraft Foods um, vice president. Um, yeah, it was actually quite crazy um, because Kraft Foods, they're probably one of the biggest food manufacturers out there. Um, they produce, they own Heinz and like A1, um, Planters Peanuts, Oscar Mayer Sausages, Miracle Whip, um, Mayonnaise, they own lots of stuff. So um, I was driving to this state um, downtown and I had a couple of bottles of sake in my back uh, seat and uh, the I was sort of on a deadline, you know, I had to get there in time. And so I ran a yellow light, you know, so in the States, uh, it goes green, yellow, red, right? And 
it was changing from yellow to red uh, when I got through. So police officer stopped me. And, uh, you know, I studied criminology at university. And so I know my rights and everything. But the, you know, I was sweating bullets saying, all right, don't, dear God, don't let him look in the backseat. <laughs> right? And um, it, I, I said, hello, officer. Um, so he pulled me over. Uh, hello, officer. You know, I'm sorry. I must have, you know, just barely hit the red light. Um, I thought I could make it through the yellow light on time. And he said, yeah, I saw that. It's okay. Um, just don't do it again. Be more careful. So he let me off with a warning. Uh, it's quite nice. <laughs> and I said, All right, let's keep going. All right. Uh, of course, I wasn't drinking at that time. But yeah, just uh, possession of alcohol is a crime. I and I can I can say these things because there's what's called a statute of limitations. So it, it honestly it doesn't matter, right? Um, likewise, there's another time where uh, my Russian one of my Russian professors, her brother died, and um, she was a wonderful pr professor, one of the best at university. Um, she really yeah she really was one of the best. Um, one time I, because I was traveling back and forth between Russia in 2018, um, 2019, uh, dating my wife, Yulia, or dating my girlfriend, Yulia, who's now my wife. And um, so I asked for time off from classes, that sort of thing. And for her, like going to Russia, you know, counts as class. Um, and so her brother died. And Russian funerals, as I said at the time, and as I still say now, are are lit, right? Which means, like, it's a really good party um, afterwards for the after after funeral service. Um, yeah, and so she invited all of her students over, which was quite strange, but I she wanted us to see um, what a Russian funeral was like. And um, it was quite interesting. And she even invited us back to her house, which was quite, quite close to my university at that time, and um, for the funeral reception. Now, at this, of course, it's a bunch of Russians there and a bunch of, like, university students. <laughs> it's very strange. You know, eating caviar, um, and they like she knew we were underage, but she let us take some shots of vodka, um, which shame on her, I know, but it like, man, you can't really blame her. Um, and so going from there, I drove my friend back to university, and you know, I supervised uh, at that time uh, the call center, which was quite fun. Uh, it was especially fun. Uh, likewise, after funeral service, it's called a reception, right? Um, yeah, so that was one time. It's really crazy. And uh, otherwise, like, the next one is slow drivers cause more accidents than fast drivers. Uh, I think so. Yeah, and probably statistics bear this out. So I'll agree with that one. Um, 
speed next one speed cameras do not stop accidents they just make money for the government yeah it's absolutely true um because they just let accidents happen right it's no no difference um and likewise the, there's a lot of apps nowadays with uh, gps and it tells you where all the speed cameras are right so you, uh, lots of people just slow down for it and it's more of a um hindrance for driving and it doesn't actually make a difference for accidents um next one drivers who are 70 are as dangerous as young drivers uh so likewise here's another comparative um as as um so we would say like as then you got the adjective and the noun and then as something else so like i um my brother is not as tall as me right um i am not uh, i'm not as smart as some of my students right? i teach very smart people um so there's that as as is another good one um and I, th I think so. Like, probably driving tests should be more strict. Um, in the States, it's very easy to get your license. And um, often people get it when they're 16. Um, you do not have to pay for a trainer to train you how to drive, right? Um, in the States, you need to get it, you need to pass a test, a road signs test to get a driver's permit. Once you have the driver's permit, I think you have to drive 120 hours with somebody else who has their license already. And it's quite funny because they just sign something and they just swear like they promise. And so you could just find a friend or pay somebody to to sign that for you. You know, it's not honest, but it's really big loophole in the system because in the States, uh, it's so spread out that and that's why it's so easy for us to to drive uh, and to get, um, yeah, to get cars to commute that sort of thing. Um, likewise, I failed my uh, license test twice on the third time. Right, third time's the charm. I passed it, and uh, to take the driving test, all I had to do was drive around the block. Right, so just in a little circle and then park. So they don't even teach you to parallel park. I just pulled in. Uh, so it is super easy to get your license in the States. Um, yeah, really, really easy. Uh, and it's, these classes are in high school, so they teach everybody for free, um, right? And to renew your license, likewise, is very, very simple. Um, you don't even have to take a test again. Uh, you can just, um, you have to take an eye test. And the last time I went in to renew it, I failed it right at first. And she was like, ah, it's okay. Try it again. <laughs> right. And so I tried it again. I passed and it took like five minutes, you know, but everybody hates the DMV, right? The DMV is the department of motor vehicles. Uh, and I think, Everybody hates it because you're actually in person interacting with government bureaucracy. And so we're very lucky in the States. Most of this stuff is online for bureaucracy, um, whereas in Russia, pretty much everything is in person. Um, 
And I, I think in the States, if you had to interact with the bureaucracy more often, um, people would understand, like, it, people would become libertarians. They would want small government, you know, no more bureaucracy, that sort of thing, because everybody everywhere complains about the DMV, right, Department of Motor Vehicles. Um, yeah. And as for, like, last one, I think, is speed limits. I think they should probably get rid of speed limits, except in neighborhoods but um, and cities. But as long as you're on the highways, it should be like the Autobahn in Germany. And just be smart about it. Have a fast lane, have a slow lane, that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Otherwise, don't forget about those idioms, to not see the wood for the trees, to lose your marbles, and straight out of the horse's mouth. Um, this has been uh, Josh Golson once again. Uh, please don't forget to share this with your friends. Um, leave us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, I know it's funny I say us, but uh, you can actually do that. Um, we, just in general, um, because I'm talking about the podcast and myself. Uh, and if you'd like to support me, uh, feel free, reach out uh, every week English at outlook.com uh, or check out the website every week English dot uh, tilde dot ws. Always have a wonderful week and uh, drive safe out there. I'll see you all later.